The MX Vice Show. Welcome to the MX Vice Show, episode 66. Big thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzel Oils, and TMX21 Competitions. I'm James Burfield, your host. On the line with me, sounds like he's in the studio because it's that clear, Lewis Phillips, editor of MX Vice. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, you... Uh, it feels like it's it's been a while. Yeah, I know. Um, like as I said at the start of the year, the goal was to do a lot of shows and not miss weeks, which was your hobby at uh, last year to miss yes. weeks. Yes, because we manage that. That means that when we need to have a week off, we can have a week off. Amazing, how it works, isn't it? Crazy. And uh, literally within about the first two minutes, you were negative towards me. I'm so just, it's, um, I'm just explaining how the world works. No, we had to uh, miss uh, last week because um they wouldn't let me back into England. So uh, <laughs> I was stressed. What um. Yeah, so uh, if you did miss episode uh, 65, Lewis and the MX Vice team spent some time over in Belgium and Holland. So, Lewis, uh, what do you mean they wouldn't let you back in? Well, no, there was just a lot of forms and, like, payments and stuff that I wasn't aware of. And Sounds a bit dodgy. Yeah, no, no, I weren't, I weren't best pleased. Um, and now I'm getting, and now I'm self-isolating for no reason. Like literally, I'm self-isolating because I've been in another country, even though I got a negative COVID test the day before I came home. And since I've been home, I've had to do a negative, I've had to do a COVID test, which also came back negative. But I'm still having to self-isolate, and I'm still getting phoned every day by the government to make sure I'm self-isolating. <laughs> but I didn't care this much when I had COVID, to be honest. So <laughs> I just tried not to laugh. So the government's calling you every day. Every day. Already had my phone call today. I don't think they're best pleased, though, because um, they're asking me the same questions every time. Yeah. So this morning they rung me and they were like, hi, is this, um, is this Lewis Phillips? And I was like, yes. And they're like, hi, we're from the government. And I just went, yeah, um, I, uh, I recognize the number now. I was like, by the way, um, question one, 1995. Question two, yes, I confirm. That should be all you need from me. And they were like, up, 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 up. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And then that the other day, got, first day on the job. The other day, they got pissy with me because a woman rang up and was like, "Hello, am I speaking to Phillips Lewis?" And I was like, "Well, no, but I guess so, but no, this, that's not, this is that's Lewis not correct. Phillips? Yeah, that's not correct." And she was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" So, so it's just a bit, of, it's just a bit of a mess. Wow. So um, they're really keeping tabs on you. Yeah, every day, literally every day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like every day. How many days have you got left of, of your quarantine? Uh, four. Oh, so that's this weekend gone. Yeah, I've got to do another test tomorrow um, to prove I'm negative still. Wow. And I guess it's the same for Sean and Wes? Yep. Yep, the same for everyone. It's the same for everyone entering the country. So I'm not really sure how, if this is still in, if this is still in place, I'm not really sure how it would work for the British GP. That's, that's a lot of calls. Yeah, I think, um, I researched it. I think they've hired a call centre. So, uh, 
so it, I guess in they any, also any... asked me if my refrigerator was running. <laughs> why, why would they ask you that? Because it's a call center, so they're probably just killing two birds with one stone. Oh, okay, yeah, very fit. Ha ha. Oh god. Uh, one thing I was going to mention was, I guess any of the riders which are going to be going out of the country uh, now to G- GPs, I guess they're going to have to go through this. Um, that's a what? Well. Any riders, also me, that's a worry that I've chosen to not consider because if I start worrying about that, then I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just choosing to ignore that. Okay. And um, good to know that uh, the Russian application uh, process has come through. Are you excited about that? Uh, Also ignoring that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Swiftly moving on. In the show, we have the Blensel Performance of the Week, Leah Ask Vice Anything. Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week and Arma, You Smarter Than a Birth uh, at the end of the show. Part one is presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System AIS introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination, industry-leading innovation, and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The Formula Helmet could change your game, Lewis. Sure could. Just by wearing it. I, um, I saw, yeah, no, I saw a few riders using it in Belgium. I had a little look, spoke to them about it. Just, I believe in the product, so I was interested to get feedback from the riders about oh, what they think cool. of it. Yeah. Was that, was that Baz? Um, I don't know who it was, James. I don't know who oh, it was. Okay, yeah. just, you, you're just making up stuff, are you? Uh, you remember the rider's name. Oh, no, wow. It was just people. Huh, okay. Well, I still haven't seen one. I haven't seen the new Fly helmet. Um, yeah, I don't know how you haven't. I've held one. Seen the internals of one. Um, seen what, one in real-world applications. Of the helmet? Yeah. Hmm. Was it shiny? Uh, uh, shiny in many ways, both literally and the technology shined brightly in an otherwise crowded market. Shined in your eyes. Sure thing. Good, good. So, what's been going on? Not Tell a lot, to be honest with you. I feel like we're deep in the off-season again. Even though oh. there's racing, but it's all right. Well, there, no, there, there, there is stuff happening. There was uh, um, a Spanish race weekend. Sure was. Uh, and also, obviously, a uh, Swedish round. So what exciting things did you pull from that? Well, there's a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> interesting... Uh, first question, did you actually watch it? Because they actually put a live feed up. Now, I want to know how desperate you are for motocross. Did you watch that feed? Well, this is what I was going to say. I feel like random now that the Italian champion, both Italian championships, uh, the Swedish championship, the Spanish championship, everyone now can do live streams. It's the year of the live stream. Like, everyone can now do it. But interesting that Spain, Italy, uh, Spain, Italy, domestic, and Sweden do it for free, whereas the British Championship is also entering that market, but charging. So I'm interested to see like, who comes out ahead because I saw the figures for the Swedish Championship. Actually, I should be able to pull them up now, shouldn't I? 
Yeah, I saw, what, as I, in as in viewing figures. Yeah, I saw who I saw like one time I went on it and it said I think like maybe I'm wrong because it even sounds crazy. I can't imagine you being wrong. I think at one point there was like 1,800 people watching it, but that sounds ridiculous. No, no. Uh, the live stream at the weekend from the Swedish Championship had 28,000 views. Wow. That's the Swedish Championship. No one cares about them up there. <laughs> so that got me thinking because I was like, huh, well, the British is charging. So I, well, I mean, I, I, we will never find out how many people watch the British Championship stream. It'd be but, 1.3 million. But I'd be interested to know. I just, I don't know. I'm interested to know what, who comes out ahead, whether the free version's the way to go or the, the paid version. Obviously, the paid, if you get 28,000 people paying five euros a round and you're winning, but that's not going to happen. No. Uh, if you'd listened to uh, the British, the Great British Podcast Show, we did discuss that last week. Uh, and Oh, my, I did listen, actually. Yeah, my first, thought process was that it should be free. My thought process was that I don't really understand how you can call something MXGB TV when there's literally something already out there called MXGP TV. Yeah, we did discuss that. It's I... like me starting a shop and calling it Carks and Spencers. <laughs> I like that. But you should do it. It's, it's got a real ring to it. British, uh, British Motocross Live. Live Motocross Britain. British Championship Live. Uh, uh, motocross light like just as many URLs available this is the internet right. hmm. is, is it any others off the top of your off oh, I don't know literally channel? just rambling names but like I just feel like <laughs> MXGP TV was a bit close to the mark like they, there's even the hyphen yeah yeah I, yeah I, I, yep I'm, I'm with you it's, it was a, a strange one the Given that... Uh, it's... Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> Anything you can do, I can do too. I, I'm not sure what that is. But um, thank you for that. That's basically for ethos. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, is it's, it's got to be a winner, hasn't it? it just opening this live feed up for free. And literally, you know, well, getting sponsors to contribute, advertising on TV. It's, it's just a win-win. Uh, yeah, but the paid one will win as well, wouldn't it? Like, I reckon the British could... Well, actually, we can do this. Um, the, the Italian International Championship, which you had to pay for, yep. was... Oh, I'm trying to think. I think the peak that I saw it at was 600 active viewers. I would imagine the British Championship would get... if Using that math, so the Italian Championship, which is established, um, that's now a known thing that people look forward to watching. Yeah. That got, so say that had 600 people... Say that had 700 people total. Yeah. Um, if you go use that math, I would say that the British Championship could probably do four to 500. Yeah. Three to 500, something like that. So that at five pound, it's not a bad earner for the British Championship. I mean, no, that's, it... more, that's more than they'd get from tickets. That, well, actually, I guess the tickets are 20 quid, but still. It pays for Leicester's time. Who's putting on the, who is obviously doing all the live stream. It pays for his costs and stuff. I guess actually, five, if you get 500 people paying £5, that's only 2,500 quid. Not that much, is it? No, not, like, not really. Not like a life-changing amount of money. No, and then you start to think, well, actually, if I charged each advertiser 500 quid um, per round, or even 250 just to cover the cost of putting it on, and then actually then you start to think about how much you can deliver for each sponsor and the riders and the teams and everything else by making it free. 
that's that's the the million dollar question, I guess. Well, this is but this is anyway. Putting it what, on for free suddenly becomes a bit of a stupid decision. Yeah. Um, so going back to our original thing, any takeaways from the Swedish and Spanish? No, not really. Well, uh, I've got one. It seems that Eddie J. Wade uh, was in a bit of a bad way um, after Crash. And uh, everyone here at MX Vice wishes him a speedy recovery. Yeah, I don't... Um, I've kind of been waiting to see an update or like more news. But the one thing actually... Lie, tell a lie. The one thing that did stand out to me is that... Um, is that Eddie J. Wade was very, very quick on the first day of the Spanish Championship. And it actually made me, made, like, made me stop and take stock of like, oh, wow, that's interesting speed. So obviously that got followed up by a terrible circumstance. But yeah, I was very impressed by the speed on day one. Yeah, he was third in the qualifying race, 13 seconds behind Ruben Fernandez and seven seconds behind Guadagnini with lap time, with a lap time that was basically identical to Guadagnini. Wow. Like that, that is the That's one impressive. thing from the, yeah, that caught my eye when I, um, that caught my eye when I was posting the results on that, and I was like, Jesus, that's actually quite, that's actually something worth talking, speak, uh, thinking about. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully he's, uh, hopefully he's all right, and he'll be all right, and he can get back to that level ASAP. Okay. Uh, Swedish Championship, um, Anton Gold, you know what Anton Yeah, not Gold much does? to say, really, it's just Sweden. Usland. Yeah, Usland. Usland and obviously the JWR uh, rider Sivonen. Sivonen. So, oh, Sivonen. 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 Yeah. Sivonen. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not yeah. that. No, the Swedish Championship was kind of helped along by Liam Everts and gifting, really. Um, MX1 didn't really have anything worthwhile, but uh, having gift in there on a factory gas gas and Liam Everts, who just seems to have a hype train behind him at the moment with his Red Bull uh, deal, with his general marketing that yep. he's doing, kind of increased interest in that series that would have probably not been there otherwise but yeah no, good and then more news uh one of my favorite riders albi ferrato going are you 50. ready you've been waiting for this i've been waiting for this are you sitting down oh yeah i'm sat down i'm even going to get ahead of the game i okay. know you're going to ask me my opinion so i'm just going to come out and say it i right <sighs> okay oh, oh i was cool. waiting for a sound bite no i thought you planned a sound bite for this no one. no no Oh, no, I'm passionate. Uh, my voice will do enough. Okay. Where to start? Okay. The first, GP, the first GP is two months away. Great time to make the decision. Okay. I don't know what we're doing here. This is a world championship. We're making decisions like this two months before the first round. Okay. Whatever. To each their own, I guess. Crazy Italians. Um, second. It was announced by Frato just chucking an Instagram post up. Again, this is kind of big news. Like, this is a big happening in the sport. And the rider's just putting an Instagram post up and there's nothing else. Like, no, no real like, information from the team. Nothing. Just nothing. Just, this is just happening and off we go. And Okay. We've now got a 450 rider. Okay, brilliant. So, it's what it is. Okay. To each their own. Crazy Italians. Point three. What is the point three? What is the point? <laughs> What is the point in going 450? So, 
There's a lot of hype around Ferrato going on a 450 because of his size. Ricky Carmichael didn't have the size of Ferrato and he was very good on a 450. Like, this doesn't mean that he's automatically going to be good on a 450. So do you want to know what my prediction is? Do you want to know what my hot take prediction is? That he's going to struggle? That, rather than being an MX2 where he'll be a fourth through ninth place rider who's constantly talked about and that hype about him on a 450 lives on, he's yep. going to go to the 450s, flounder around from 15th to 23rd, struggle, and very quickly people will forget about the fact that there was excitement about him moving on to a 450 and he will be forgotten about because no one would ever, I don't think anyone would ever say he was a better 250 rider than Jacoby or Steri. So automatically then you put him behind those two in the 450s and that isn't, that's kind of no man's land. So I just can't see how this is a good decision from any which way, to be honest. I know that's a hot take. You might, it might make you even go, Oh, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's a hot take. But there you go. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Oh, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. It's a hot take. Oh, my God. I just don't see... I just don't... I struggle to see any upside here. Other than... Okay, maybe the upside is he's getting in the 450s early so that when it comes time for your Bass Vassens, your other MX2 riders to move into 450s, he would have already like ladies land in the 450 class and have when he's competing for a ride a team like Asfassen is going I will be good on a 450 and Alberto Ferrato is going I've already got these results but also I think the hype level for Ferrato on a 450 is so significant without him having raced one internationally that sometimes maybe it's better to just let that sit there rather than putting yourself in a position where you can potentially damage her there we go, Albie. So basically, your career's over um, and just move along, according to Lewis. No, just, I just don't understand why it's been made so late. Why? Why? I just don't... Under, like, Jesus Christ, this is a big decision. Can we just get an email from the team rather than a rider Instagram post? Okay. Uh, like, I just don't understand. And also, um, I did some chase... My one gleaming positive light from this was I was like, oh, wonder if they're going to put Kevin Hawk mode to MX2 then? Because then I'm behind this decision. If, yeah. if this gets Hawk mode to MX2, then so, let's, let's, let's go. Let's do this. Um, I text Hawk mode yesterday and it seems as though that hasn't even been discussed. So Nah, they want to they win that 250 championship. Yeah, Hawk mode made a point that like with, with the current setup, they've got a rider in MXGP, a rider in MX2, and a rider in the MX250. And I was like, well, that's kind of a, I guess... That's makes a sense. Good way to give your sponsors exposure across the board. Yeah, makes sense. But no, um, we'll see. No, I just, I just feel like Ferrato could have been good in two fifties, whereas he could be good in four fifties. But that good isn't going to equal top twelve results. So even if he does good, no one's going to give him the credit that no one's going to give him credit or even notice that. Whereas in two fifties, if he had a good weekend and went five five for fifth, people would be talking about that. Whereas now, he's just going to fade into the background unless something incredible is coming that I'm just, like, is going to blow my wig back. Uh, you've got a wig. Yeah, sure have. Uh, so, so, hang on. What, what, in what, what would come your way? What would be incredible to make well, this? Like, if he's going to do some, if he's going to go like nine, eight around or something. But... Oh, okay. So you're, you know, if, he, if he could blow you away with, um, 
his performance. Yeah. No, I'm not talking blow me away with a win. I mean, if he goes out and gets on a podium, then I'll probably like punch myself in the arm to see if I'm dreaming. That all? What? So Albie Fry has just gone, what do you say? Podium and you're just going to punch your arm? Yeah, just to see if I'm actually awake because it would be so unbelievable. Hmm. Okay. What do you want me to say? I would hang myself off a pit lane. Like... No, a bit excessive. I didn't know uh, what you want. You seem like you weren't happy no. with my level yeah, of I, I, feel, I feel like this whole thing's it's been grinding your gears. Well, I just don't like... I think my. I think I, it's just grinding my gears from the point of view that a rider's put out an Instagram post and that's it. Albert, like, it's not like Alberto Ferrato is some low-level privateer that no one, like, no one's going to actually notice or care. This is actually a big deal. And the rider just puts out an Instagram post going, what's up? I'm going 450. See you at the track. Like, oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice one. Like, I, I just, I just, I, I just, in my strive to make us better, and us being MXGP as a whole, I think we could have done better there. Tease the announcement. Big news coming Monday, 6 p.m. Well, maybe Ooh, like a... What's that? What's that going to be? Big news coming Monday, 6, uh, Monday, 6 p.m. Stay tuned. Oh, this is interesting. 6 p.m. comes. Boah, team releases an email and like a Facebook post video. Like uh, After much consideration, Alberto Ferrato is moving to a 450. We believe this is the right decision and we've made this decision for these reasons. and we back him and we think this is going to be great for both him and the team. And then suddenly, it's like, oh, well, this is, I'm behind this. This sounds like a big deal. But instead, there was just an Instagram post that makes you go, oh, he's just decided to jump on a 450, isn't he? I want to be in charge of um, Ferrato merchandise at Tracks. And uh, my first product that I'm going to bring to market is a straw hat with a curly wig stuck to it. And also, you get a free uh, mustache. So. Um, that's exactly what I'm going to do. As soon as we can get fans back at races, uh, you're going to see me with my little stand. Probably not going to have like a professional stand. Maybe like one of those kind of like uh, stands which you pick up and it's got wheels. And I can kind of walk along with it selling Arby Ferrato merch. So uh, there we go. Big fan. Big fan. Well, he, um, not to lean on his gear of choice, but he's got just one chance oh. in MXGP. And you don't want to blow that because it might like, I just feel like, look, okay, do you want to know what perfect comparison for this? Oh God, yep. Brandon Hartraft. Okay. Same, uh, same situation. Bigger guy, bigger guy, up 450s earlier. Everyone kind of thought that, no one thought that Hartraft was going to kill it and finish in the top 10 but he's certainly not hit expectations. No. No, he has not. And I see a lot of similarities there. Uh, and also, um, Ferrato's Instagram post announcing it. This year, I'll be racing in the MXGP World Championship, riding the Gas Gas 450. I'm very happy and motivated for this new adventure. Okay. What about the team's Instagram? Nothing on there? Uh, there wasn't last time I checked. Okay. Oh, no, there was two days ago now. They've posted something. Let's see what they've said, actually. Please okay. hold while I translate the post. No problem. Uh, see translation. Do, 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 do. Uh, flash news. 450 power for our Albi Ferrato. With great enthusiasm, we can announce that in the season 2021, they will take part in the Italian Championship and the World Championship riding Gas Gas 450. See you in Mantua. I want good. more. Tell me more. But like, you've got great enthusiasm. Just tell me more. 
tell me more? Maybe if you were a journalist, maybe you could contact the team and just say, can we just talk about, you know, how... Yeah, I know, that is, actually, that is actually on my list this week. I haven't got around to it yet. Mm, yeah. I actually don't know if a team speaks English. Do you know what grinds my gears? When I don't contact the people to get that information? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Ferrato would talk to me. Why not? I've not been overly nice on this podcast. <laughs> well, luckily I have. I'm a big fan, so... Well, maybe this you know. is what you need to get involved. Just say it's not for me. It's, it's for James. Yeah, true. Just say it's not about me, it's about James. James okay, let's do this. What's Ferrato's best result on a 450 this year? Uh, I think eighth. You are drunk. What? Hold on, let me see if I've got a soundbite here that says something like you are... Well, no one can understand your soundbites. That last one. Um, oh, here we go. This, say it again. What's your prediction? Eighth. What are you talking about, Willis? Bloody drunk. Thirteenth. <sighs> Really? 13th. I think you can do I think 13th. Okay. Okay, I'm obviously, saying... Right, okay. Like, all right, obviously, all right. Obviously, so, so hang to... on, hang on. This is our first bet of the year then, yeah? No, I'm not going to bet on it because... Yes, um, yes, we are. No, no, because if we get to the point that we were at last year... And also, we've already made a bet on this show for this year. What was the bet? Uh, 50 quid. I've got 50 quid on Watson... Um, Podium, right? Yeah, and yeah. you've got 50 quid on him not because you're a horrible person. Okay. Um, I bet you told Ben that as well, didn't you? No. I bet you did. It's not, it's not, it's not, I'm, I just want to get 50 quid off of you, Lewis. Um, right, the second 50 quid then is Ferrato uh, will finish in the top 10 this year. No, I'm not doing that because I'm... Um, so uh, hang on a minute, you just said 13th and he hasn't got a chance and he's going to be lingering at the back and you're, you're not actually willing to put your money where your no, mouth is. No, no, no. I, so I you don't put, actually believe okay. what you're saying. If you, could, if you could allow me to speak here. I'm not betting on that because if we end up in a situation that we were in last year and the last round is just decimated where, like at the last round last year, Tixier, Bobrashev, Bogus, Van Donick, who wasn't even a GP rider, all finished in the top 10s. So obviously at that point, like, oh, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking heading into round one with almost everyone healthy and the field as we like to see it. Not, I'm not predicting the field as in five title contenders injured. Well, what about if I go top 10 in the, fir- in, in the first 15 rounds? The first 15 rounds? So you're covering 75% of the field. I'll, yeah. go top, I'll go top 10 in the first seven rounds. No, because it's going to take him a little while to warm up. Like you say, <laughs> he's, only, he's only two months away from switching on to the 450. He has already been on one this offseason. Okay. Well, you just undone your, your work. Well, no, we're just announcing. We're just making this decision, are we? Two months for the season. You know what? Russia's two months away. I know you're all looking forward to post-race podcasts presented by Fly Racing. Um, I'm not doing that. I'm going to ride. I know it's two months away, but I've decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do EMX 250 instead. <laughs> are you even old enough to do EMX <laughs> No, I, No, it's really depressing. I'm aged out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I've aged uh... out. That's unreal. Gosh, you're really old now, aren't you? Yeah, I know. It's, really, it's quite scary. I've aged out of MX2. Oh, my God. Like, soon yeah. you're going to be like the old guy to pits. Yeah, I know. I'll be... I'll all, be um, all the riders won't want to talk to you. Yeah, I know. I'm, my clock is ticking. Yeah. And it's, you're going to have to make a little Lewis Jr. who you can, like, you know, do stuff with to become Lewis. Um, How do we why. even mold another Lewis? You, I wouldn't want you. I wouldn't put anyone else through that, to be honest. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, do you want to talk anything about a calendar before we we move on? Well, like you alluded to, um, so Russia is still TBC on the FIM calendar, which everyone has figured out now, thanks to me pointing it out. Yep. And obviously that led people to believe that maybe it wouldn't be happening. Well, now, this week, in front of sent out an invitation letter from the Russian Federation to help us get visas for the event. And they would only do that if... It's going ahead. Yeah, so it looks like we're going to Russia. Viva la Russia, I guess. Yeah. I'm not rushing to that one. Uh, well, you have to be. Uh, you have commitments. Yeah, I can't miss it. Someone said someone rung me yesterday and was like, you are going to Russia, aren't you? And I was like, I literally cannot see a way that I can't go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually would like to go to Russia. I would like you to go too as uh, just a bit of... Um, I'll just use you as a human shield. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for Russia. Although you're quite small, so I can't imagine you would have done much. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I'll book you in for Russia then. Oh, what's the hotel like though? I don't know. I need to speak to uh, some because someone, I can't remember who it was. Someone in Belgium told me that they stay in the best hotel and I was, said I would call them to get that, but I forgot. Because I like I've that hotel that was next was. to the, uh, I like that hotel was next to the lake. Was it next to the lake or the sea? One of the two. The sea, the Black Sea. Yeah, it looks nice. Are you actually coming to Russia then? Yeah, I'll, I'll, all right. I'll, uh, all right, I'll let you know speak then what to my you wife to and, and see how that goes. I'll let you know what you need to do for a visa then. Yeah, okay. I've only got to go to London for a day, am I? Yeah. Okay. Well, two days. No, one. One. Okay. They post your passport back to you. Yeah, I'm up for, I'm up for Russia. All right. Viva la Russia. Let's okay. go. Let's do it. Right. Uh, part one was presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. So, that's part one, done and dusted. Uh, we will be back in five to talk more Albi Ferrato. Hey, Lewis? Before we go. <laughs> yes. Onto the ad break. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. I just thought people might like to know that in our old advertising list, or our list of advertisers, sponsors, we talk about TMX 21 com competitions. And Ooh, um, yep. it's essentially, you can essentially go on a website and win uh, multiple prizes from very different walks of life, from a Nintendo Switch, which has nothing to do with motocross, to gear and wheels, which has everything to do with motocross. So if you go to tmx21.com, uh, you'll find all of the competitions on there. And for instance, uh, what I would call the TMX21 competition of the week uh, would be the 500 pounds of tax-free cash that's on there. Uh, you've got five days left to enter. Uh, tickets are £2.49. So I'm liking the idea of converting that £2.49 into 500 quid. Ooh. So yeah, tmx21.com. I'll do that. Well. Yeah, just for people more to know. I mean, I'd appreciate it if people didn't buy tickets for that £500 because that would lessen my chances. But there we go. Yeah. You can find that on tmx21.com. 
Com. Uh, so get on there, get some tickets. You've got to be in it to win it. Right, back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Brock's Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Show, episode 66. What a result, 66 shows. Ah... It's that time. Technical touch with an air oil separated closed cartridge design that is well known in the MX world. The KYB factory kit suspension from our friends at Technical Touch was perfected on one of the toughest tracks in the MXGP series. You too can experience the best in suspension like Jeremy Seaware and Ben Watson and close to home too. Visit https colon double four slash www.technical hyphen touch.com forward slash KYB hyphen authorized hyphen dealer to find an authorized KYB by technical touch dealer in your country. Take your ride to the next level. Whoo! I always find that one a mouthful, Lewis. Well, do you, do you find that a mouthful? I don't know. I think, I think I'm of a greater quality human <laughs> being than you and probably could rattle that one off quite easily. I bet you could, you dirty little bugger. Big thanks to Fly Racing, Liat Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Evenstrokes, SupercrossLive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blends of Oils, and of course, TMX21 competitions. It's about time we had some questions, hey Lewis? Sure thing. Uh, do we have a few this week? Sure thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Brought to you by Liat. Liat. Protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Liat has taken another step forward with the introduction of another boot to their range, the all-new 4.5. This boot offers many of the features from the super successful Liat 5.5 flex lock boot with advanced technology like the slide lock closure system and extended foot peg riding zone. 
but at a mid-range price point. 4.5 boots are available worldwide for £254 or €299. So, Lewis, Liat, ask Vice anything. Are you ready? Sure am. Okay, you seem very positive. At Chris United 93, any under-the-radar British riders we need to look out for in the EMX classes this year? Also, any rumbles of Tommy and Jake doing a wild card respectively at Matterley? Well, let's uh, do EMX riders first. You know so, what? 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 Well, obviously, Joel Rizzi was a big British rider in EMX. Yep. And so was Eddie. Yep. And then Taylor Hamill did the odd few. Yep. So, what would there be now? <laughs> well, uh, I think Bobby I'm Bruce guessed, is doing them. Yeah, I'm guessing we've got Bobby Bruce. I think Charlie Heyman's probably a bit too young at the moment, but he's coming through. Um, let's think. There's going to be. There's going to be a few riders, I think, which are uh, going to be taking the plunge uh, and just doing a couple of wildcard rides. I don't know if it's Ashley or Kean Bowen. I think one of them, uh, I can't remember which one's on the 125, but I'm wondering whether he will be doing some EMX 125 races. They're currently out in Holland riding at the moment. And then you've got uh, young Jacob Randall, which I think is going to be doing some EMXs. Yeah, there's going to there's going to be I think there's going to be a a few of them, but I think this year is all going to be about a taster for them. I think you know we we've been talking about it, you know across the podcast shows about the British riders need to try and get out and, and try and get involved in the EMX as early as possible. And I think that's what this year is going to be. I think it's going to be a learning year for a lot of them and if any of them can qualify, that's a huge pat on the back. What do you think? Um yeah. Same. Um, same, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for your input. Uh, and uh, what are you thinking about Tommy and Jake? Do they bother? Uh, highly doubt it. I mean, Jake rumbled himself uh, down um, down a practice track like a month ago and injured his hand and shoulder. So, Yeah, I read that. That's not so good. Yeah. And Tommy rumbled himself down Orkstone Park at the weekend. So it kind of shows the risks that you take when you're doing a race that isn't part of your... Um, Scheduled, isn't it? Like that could happen at Matterley, and then if that happens at Matterley, then it's like, well, what was the point? Yeah. And built well, formerly Bill Base Honda, but Dave Thorpe's team as a whole has just never been a Clarendon. Sorry, is it is it Clarendon? No, it's Crendon Fast Track Honda. That's it, Crendon Fast Track Honda. Dave Thorpe's team as a whole, like through the years, has never been big on doing GPs or doing races outside of like the commitments. So. I would be very, very surprised. Um, I would say definitely not Jake. Maybe Tommy. Maybe. I mean, it'd be great vlog content. So maybe yeah. that maybe that pushes the uh, pushes the scales in that direction. Yeah. Um, any other any other British writers you you kind of think would? No, I think it's going to be a bit. Uh, there's not going to be much to be honest. No. Okay. Like take Joel Rizzi out of the equation from last year, and what was there? Hmm. Uh, Leon Knight seemed to go um, well the weekend. I mean, he's backed on the is it, EvoTech engines. He looked um, like he put in some good rides. I think, uh, I think you think you're on the British podcast, James. You might have got confused. This isn't a British podcast. I was just uh, thinking of other British riders that would uh, turn up at Matley as wildcard. Oh, well, we're not talking about Matley wildcards, are we? Just Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Jesus Christ. 
At Phil White 192, has there been any talk on the grapevine of Matali becoming a double header? Would be sick. P.S. We should get Lewis in the box with Paul Malin. Now there's been there's been rumblings of this Matali double header. But now that it seems as though Russia is going ahead based on this letter for the visas, I wonder where that fits in. Or maybe it is still the backup plan and maybe Russia could still be cancelled. I kind of feel like the two go hand in hand. I feel like we only get a Matali double header if Russia goes down the pan. So I think that's the situation. It's one or the other, really. Yeah. What do yeah. you think, James? Should we get me in the box with Paul Malin? Malin? I never uh, really know what it is. It's been a while. Is it three years now since you went to Train Tino? I yeah. think it's three years. 2018, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think it's, you're, you're due, due a comeback, I think. I think people would be, I think, um, people would be surprised at the, uh, how far I've come as a person and can do this stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exciting. Uh, Unless, well, well uh, who knows? You may get the invite this year. I highly doubt it. That's positive thinking for you. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but um, hashtag Lewis for president has been trending worldwide recently. And what what is this, Lewis Hamilton or no, Lewis me? Uh, okay, uh, who's who's been doing this? Has it been Piney and uh, Dougie? No, have you listened to the Calvin Vlander podcast? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, did you hear Lewis for president in there? I think possibly may have done. Yeah, well, it's caught on. It's now a hashtag going around. Really? Yes. Yeah, but uh, what is it? Like three people? Yes. <laughs> trending. Okay. Okay. That's trend. That means it's trending. Three people. Like it's a trend. Yeah. The second it became out of one person, that became a trend. Okay. Thus, okay. trending. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. I just wanted to make you aware that I may be becoming president of something at some point. I could think of a, a couple of clubs you could become president of. So, um, yeah, just to let you know, I'm on my, as I become president of something, I'm not sure what, the hashtag's very unclear of what I'll become president of. Well, actually, um, uh, on the, the Vlanderen podcast, I did, I did hear at one point you say you're ready for America and you won't turn it down again. So do you want to like elaborate on that? Seems like a private conversation, James. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Because no, uh, it sounds like you're, you're off from MX Vice. No, it seems like something we should discuss in private. Uh, I don't know. No, it's fine. I'm here. For now. <laughs> for, for now, yes. <laughs> no, yes. I, was only, I was only joking, wasn't I? Hello, Anton. We need you. I was only joking. I was only just going along with what Calvin said. Calvin said that he wouldn't turn down an American offer, so I just bounced off of him and said, me too, just trying to make friends, really. Relate to him. Right, yeah, whatever. At Joe435001. Really? Is... Well, there's a lot of Joes in the world. Maybe that's his ID number. He was late to the party. Is that 43 million? Joe, 43,500,107. I, I don't think there's 43 million Joes on Twitter. What are the chances Max Anstey gets a podium in Supercross? This year? No. Next year? year? Maybe. Really? Well, like, I don't think it's... I don't, depending on what t- team he ends up on and all of that, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, like, 
First of all, you put a mudder in the cards and you're suddenly looking like it's quite a real possibility, but he's been good. Hmm. Did you know? No. Following on from our recent conversation about Joes, there are 667 people named Joseph, comma, Joe, for every 100,000 people in the world. I I give up. (laughs) I'm surprised Google has the answer to that, to be honest. Have you literally just searched for that? Yeah, I'll tell you what I Googled exactly. Random facts? No, I Googled how many Joes are there in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And and Google tells me that. I feel, I feel like we're scraping for content this week. <laughs> next, really... week next week, we'll see how many aptals there are in the world. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> where were we? Right, Max, Supercross. Podium. What are you saying? Yeah, I said, I think it's not out of realm of possibility, for sure. When's your next podcast with Max? Uh, I was thinking about that. Because um, that's kind of like, you know, aren't we due one? No, it's at the end of every month. Okay, just feels it like only, it, it was. was... It, was the first, it was the last day in March that went up, so it'll be the, so it'll, again last day of April. Look forward to it. No, I, I'd imagine that I would do. I've been thinking. I don't know when to fit it in because I don't know whether to do it. I don't want to do it now because I feel like that's quite early. So I guess I'll try and squeeze it in between the two Salt Lake rounds. But then he might not be in the mood for that because you know racing and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Okay. Anstey in America, episode one, now available if you're interested. Yeah, it, it just seems such a long time ago. Well, it was the last day of March, so I don't know what to tell you. It's a monthly podcast. I think it needs to be two weeks. Well, he is a rider, so I don't think that's really something that he's in the mood for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's got quite busy. Okay. Phil G, Alberto Ferrato, 2450. Discuss. Really, Phil? Really? We've done that at this point. We've done that at this point. Yeah. I don't think we need to, to hear your passionate plea for 450 mediocrity. Uh, which, actually, let's go back to that bet. 50 quid. Or do you want to do 30 quid? I only accept for um, the first seven rounds. Oh, shut up. Well, those are the terms that are on the table. You either take them or you walk away. So, you're, so, you, so you actually think that from 7 to 15, there's a good chance he's going to be top 10? No, I just think that uh, after round 7 is when injuries start to become a bit more of an issue, potentially. So he could potentially, from round 7 to uh, 15, go top 10. Bloody hell, with the amount of injuries we had last year, we weren't far away from me being in the top 10. Okay. Well, it kind of undoes everything you said about Ferrato earlier when actually this 450 uh, jump could be beneficial to him because he might be looking at it saying, well, actually, I'll stay healthy. Uh, I'll get some experience points this year. Uh, I'll push myself within my limits. And uh, I'll get some noticeable performances between ranks 7 and 15. I aim to mind fuck everyone with my opinions. So maybe we, sh- maybe he is the man, not you, and we should call him Professor Ferrato. I'm very confused where you're going with this. Anyway, next question. Yeah. Just saying, that I think he 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 kind of. I think he's got his planned out. I think he's going to surprise a few people. Oh, okay, if you're not going to going to work with me on that one, uh, Jamie Colbrook, can you think of another rider? That has put up less of a fight than Roxon. I love him, but come on, man. 
stop laying over for Webb. I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, did you watch it live? Yeah. Look at you, proper. Bang. Yeah, I know. And I thought he had it in the bag, and then when he dropped it, and then I thought, oh, he still got it. It's like five seconds. You're, you're all good. And then it just fucked him up. I was um, just literally the whoops fucked him up. He had, he was killing it, and then when he dropped it, that was just confidence gone. I was bitterly disappointed. And I the pass, say. the pass on the corner was just like that. It was very um, what would you what was the word? I don't know. Just, just it, it just felt like you just gave up. It was like ah, oh, you go, you have it. I don't know what I don't know what to say other than it was just uh, just the whole thing confused me. Like the whole going wide to square him off in that corner just didn't seem necessary for me. No, hold the inside, and he wasn't going to pass it there anyway. No, chances are, chances are, Roxon would have Roxon held the inside. Webb would have just had to follow him. There was no real other option. And then chances are, Roxon would have pulled away in that next whoop section by like half a second. I don't understand the thinking of oh, I better go wide hit. He, it wasn't like he was alongside him. Roxon went wide and then five minutes later, Webb turned up on the inside and then got like, it was like, geez, I was like, I don't know. I, the only thing that I could think is that seconds before that, the crowd were really loud, like so loud that it was quite loud on TV. And I wonder if Roxon heard that and thought that Webb was making a run up the inside, like, like Roxon heard that and thought that meant that Webb was right, right, right there. Yeah. That's the only thing that I thought. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe. Because there was no way he was passing in that corner unless Roxham went ridiculously wide and high. I'd actually love to know what Webb thought when he saw Roxham go out there. Just be like, oh, nice. It's just literally thanks for the present. I, I think we, we have got to, got to uh, give some props to, to Cooper Webb with Blenzel Performance of the Week. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing and Castor Oil has been a secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2022 Stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full-time of castor-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. Cooper Webb, Blenzel Performance of the Week. Lewis, I don't think we can deny him that, can we? That was a great performance. Oh, and a performance of the first half of 2021 is me for outright calling him as a champion without any doubt in my mind from day one. Yeah, I, I knew you'd probably have to try and take some... Yeah. Some some glory from Cooper. I mean, literally, Atlanta was not not fun for him, was it? And he pulled it out of the bag. It's just it was. I don't know. I I just blame. I I'm angry at myself for allowing myself to believe that after Atlanta two, there was a chance that this was going to go down to the wire. I should have known better. But I really after Atlanta two, after Atlanta one, I was I was like, it's over. Bye bye Supercross. Like, all right, let's just let's just give Webb a number one plate and rattle our way out of here. And then after Atlanta 2, I genuinely allowed myself to believe that this thing was on. And I was so, suddenly I was like so into what this title fight was going to be. 
I was dreaming essentially, and here we are again, where it's, it's realistically it's over. I mean, it's not. It's, it's just over. Right. Congrats to Webb. Well deserved. No doubt he's the best rider this year. Absolutely no doubt. And as I've said before, I think years to come, I think Webb will rack up a significant number of Supercross titles in the next four to five years. Really? Yeah, I think I've said that before, haven't I? I like, like in the next five years, I'd say that Webb wins at least three of them. What? So you don't think that with AC and Sexton, um, you know, they're not going to take a title? Uh, I just think that I just think that Webb's. I just think that everything about Webb, from racecraft to speed to ability to just make things happen, I just think that that means that more often than not, he it will equal um, Supercross champion over the next couple of years. When was the last time Webb crashed? I think like, um, is is there a rider more mentally stronger than Webb? I don't think so. No, um. I think that's the um, thing which, which impresses me the most with him. It's just his mental strength. To yeah, be I'd like to, to have some of that. Yeah. I'd, I'd like you to have some of that. Will, will Tomark ever be able to, to get a start right? It's a what? A, a start correctly. We started third, didn't he? In that yeah. Main? Fourth? Fourth, I yeah. think. I don't know what you want. More. More. Basically, okay. I want more. I, I didn't realize that. You, I didn't realize I never that really never registered to me that his starts were that terrible. Much of an issue this year. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, I've got. Let, let's. Well, I can tell you exactly whether you're right or wrong. Cooper Webb average start this year four point three. Ken Roxon five point one. Uh, Eli Tomac six point three. Mm. That isn't terrible. Like that's still. Uh, there's only one person. No, two. Uh, there's two people. There's four. Tomac has the fifth best average start of everyone in the um, 450 class, and that's including Cincerello, who's missed rounds, so obviously a smaller sample size, and yeah. um, Sexton, who's missed rounds, so obviously smaller sample size equals better average. But it is a that is a like that is a surprise that Webb has a better average start than Roxon. I think. Do, do you know what's not a surprise? What? That you've got all the stats for that. Oh, this isn't me. This is on Supercross. This is on amasupercross.com. It's available <sighs> to everyone. What, got, if, if only they had the MXGP. Average finish, season wins, um, average qualifying, yeah, a lot. It's quite good. Season hole shots, quite good. Wow. Wow. Who, who actually puts all that data together? Oh, it's just automatically done. It's just on the result. Like, if you go to the main event results... I don't know why this is a discussion, but if you go to the main event results, below the main event results, it just says season statistics. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's quite handy. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm super impressed with Cooper Webb's mental thing. I do, I, I do feel uh, with, if Tomac had better starts, then he would be, he'd be there or thereabouts. But obviously, Utah next, so it's going to play into his realm of Tomacness. I'm just a little bit disappointed with him this year. Well, what, Tomac? Yeah. No, it's just meh. It's just meh, really, isn't it? Meh. Mm. Okay. Um, and little little tidbit for uh, European fans. This weekend, Supercross starts UK time midnight again. So midnight to three, uh, Europe time, 1am to 4am. The last round is the first true West Coast timing round of the season. Uh, starts at 3am UK time, finishes at 6am. Yeah, so. I'm not going to be up then. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That might be the first one I miss of the year because if there's no title on the line, then I'll probably, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, right. Do you want a break or do you want to do one more? No, just, just rattle through. Rattle okay. Through. Hey. Uh, at Leaford, will Lewis be attending MXGP round one live Twitter updates? This is MXGB, not MXGP. Yeah, I don't know. I found out this morning that to get a press pass, I have to pay £35. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Really? Yeah. Well, it's 25 quid for a, a ticket, isn't it? Yeah, but there's no spectators at the first round. So I can't do that. I mean, 100% I will do that when the spectators oh, are out. I went, oh, fuck that. Um, yeah, I don't Seriously, know. you've got to pay for... Oh, fuck it. Don't bother going. So maybe what? I'll um, set up a GoFundMe for this £35. What a joke. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I found out this morning. It's £35. And then um, if I like... And I have to pay up front as well. <laughs> like, I have to commit... Like, if I want to commit to all eight rounds, I have to pay £35 per round now up front. Oh my god! So that's two hundred eighty pounds that's got to be paid now for the rest of the season. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's the last round of Supercross that weekend, so that's good Jeez. as well. Right. I would like to. I would like to, but I'm not paying thirty five pounds. Like, I don't have to pay MX for MX. I don't have to pay to go and cover MXGP. So why would I do that for the British Championship? Right. I don't have to... I, I say to AMA Supercross, I want a press pass, and they say, oh, brilliant that you're coming, Lewis. That's great. Here's a press pass. Let us know if you need anything. MXGP. Uh, MXGP have given us a couple of codes for MXGP TV to give away on this podcast, which we'll probably be doing next week. And the uh, same thing, like, let us know. Yeah, um, yeah, let us know what you've got planned for this year. Looking forward to seeing you, blah, blah, blah. Let us know if we can help, blah, blah, blah. And then MXGB. Yeah, please. Our accounts team will be in touch with the invoice for the £35. So, um, Okay, I won't be back in touch. To, to be fair, though, they did ask us if we wanted to be uh, media partners this year. Yeah, but that came like you have to supply, you have to give them like a hundred photos, and like, no. So what? What was the reason why we didn't we didn't do that? I can't remember. What was my reason? <laughs> uh, I think it was we had to do. We had to give video footage. We had to give. Yeah, we had to. Photos. No, we just have to. We just have to give. Like, we have to give them photos, and we have to give them videos, and it's like. That's not how. It's a similar ad- thing. That's not how. Wasn't it advertising for the round? Um, yeah, like what well, content just, we had to send them content to go like to, to approve. Was it that as well? Yeah, like there was just a lot. You have to like had to give them one hundred photos and had to give them videos that we produce, and it's like I don't have to do that for AMA Supercross. I don't have to do that for MXGP. I don't have to do that for the Dutch Masters if I want to. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need the stress of being like, oh, well, we better get 100 photos over to the British Championship before they eat. Like, I don't need that stress. I don't need that stress in my life. No. No, so there we go. So, um... Like, I, yeah. I just, I, I need to, I need to just, I just need to cover the races. I just need a, Hi, Lewis, here's your pass. Thank you. Off I, and then I'll cover the series. Like, I just, that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, so... I will allow, I will update everyone. Uh, on the phone call that I receive this week after this podcast. So, uh, at Leaford, I hope that answers uh, that one. At KurtMX67, who will be the biggest surprise this year in both classes? Oh, Paul's Jonas. Done. He is going to be good. I thought about what I saw in Belgium more since I've been home, and he is going to be good. Okay. MX2. 
Conrad. I've also randomly today I've been thinking about Conrad and I was like, well, you know what? He's actually going to be really good, I think. Mm. That's actually a really quick answer from me. You? Uh, hmm. Biggest surprises. Um, is gifting going to be a surprise given that we've seen he done last? No, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's fairly hyped at this point. I mean, he finished second in a moto, so would it really be a surprise if he does it again? Probably not. No. No. Uh, Guadagini. I think he'll be a disappointment. It's not going too well at the moment, is it, in preseason? I only think, I only think that because I think that with the streak of EMX 250 wins he got last year, plus signing for Rebel KTM, I think that's quite a hyped move. Yeah. And I think that living up to that will be quite difficult. Whereas Beniston, on the other, I've said it before, Beniston is really flying under the radar and no one's going to talk about him and then he'll probably come out and do quite well. Yeah, he is proper under the radar. Like, well, he was injured, wasn't he? So I guess yeah. like, that's why, but... Uh... 450. I mean, you take your time. I mean, this part, there's no time limit on this. Oh, I, I, didn't think I, I didn't think I've got anything which beats that, to be honest. Well, you just keep... You, uh, uh, you do that. I'll... Um, I can... Uh, you, I'll just play this while you think. Anything? No. Is that helping you think? No, it's not. Oh, it's not making that, you very sad? At all. It's just ridiculous. You're going to get this thing taken away, aren't you? I've pressed two buttons so far. Anyway, your surprise for the 450s is... Glenn oh. Oldenhoff. Oh, God. That's was, that was anticlimactic. In what way? Uh, I think he's going to... I think he's, he's listened to you on the podcast previously. Uh, he knows he's not an opportunist and he's going to go need, We don't need this waffle. You think he's going to be a surprise, so what result does that equal for you in your mind? Because I, I don't think... I don't think... I think the only way that Koldenhoff is surprising is if he is top three almost every week. Yeah, I, I think he's a vice world champion. I'm going to say it now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hold on. Hold on. I must have a sound drop for that somewhere. Jesus. Um, Wow. Yeah, so who, who beats him in the World Championship then if he's going to be second? Hurlins, if he's fit. So her, uh, the Dutch one too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Prado third. Okay. Paul Geyser? Uh, I reckon he is going to be fourth, I think. Okay. Uh, Sewer? Fifth. Okay. Caroli? I think he doesn't shake the knee problem. Okay. I mean, he's had surgery, so. Mm. Um, yeah. Fevre? Yeah, uh, I would say <laughs> sixth or seventh. Oh, okay. So, um, Evans? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say between seventh and eighth. Okay. Uh, Vlandering? Uh, I think he's going to be a slow start because obviously he's just coming back from injury. He's, and- as he said on the uh, podcast, he thinks that two months is absolutely more than enough time for him to be ready for round one. Okay, um, but I still think it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a slow star for him and, it, and it'll build up nicely. But he would definitely finish top 10 in the, in the World Championship this year. Okay, uh, Watson? Uh, I... If you haven't realised what I'm doing here, I'm waiting for you the moment that you realise that you've actually fucked up your predictions because you've missed out people. Well, yeah, I think I, I, I have definitely missed out. I'm, just, I'm literally just towing that line until you go, oh yeah, shit. Um, 
Yeah. Well, okay, who have I missed out so far? Uh, Watson, Olsen. Olsen. Um, Jonas. Jonas. Jazakonis. Yeah, I think I think we're a year yeah, year away from Jazakonis. I, um, I think I think Vlander and Watson, Olsen, and Jonas are all gonna be um around the same type of speed. I can still confirm that Watson looks very good in a four fifty. Yeah. I, I think they're all gonna be around the same speed, all vying for that. Uh, 9th, 10th, 11th. The Watson wagon is just choo choo chewing along. Evans uh, a bit in front of him. Um, but it all depends on, on, you know, how he's recovered and everything else. I keep forgetting to get a wagon sound drop. You don't, you don't need one. Oh. Anyway, we went properly down a rabbit hole then. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Okay, right. Let's move on. At Henk Jan Lewis. Will Kevin Horgmo ride in the MX2 class instead of Alberto Ferrato? Or will he ride in the European uh, MX2? I guess in the means uh, MX250. Um, yeah, no, I texted him. It sounds like he's still MX250, which is a shame. He deserves to be in MX2, but maybe this opens up. Or, I don't know. Actually, interesting, because um, by having only Andrea Adamo in MX2, um, that is kind of all eggs in one basket, MX2 wise. If he gets injured at round two or whatever. Yeah. But Hawkmo's already leading the MX250 class. Then what do they do? Because do they take Hawkmo out of MX250 and put him as a fill in in MX2 to scratch that itch and give MX2 coverage to the team? Because let's be honest, it's an MX, it was meant to be an MX2 team. Or do you keep, like, is, do you keep Hawkmo in MX250? Because he's leading the championship, like it's quite spreading the riders across three classes is good for exposure, but it could also end up in a bit of a headache quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think they've done right. They've got good exposure, and uh, as a team perspective, they've got good exposure for the sponsors from having one person in each class. I think it's a good move. At Marpav73, after two consecutive vice champion titles, what would it take for Seward to claim the title in 2021? Seward is horrifically underrated. Like, horrifically. Four silver medals, two in MX2, two in MXGP. 100 and... I want to say 28? 128 GPs raced in a row. He is, and let alone his results at the start of last year. Okay, obviously things kind of, um, uh, what would you say? Things tailed off quite significantly towards the end. Yeah, 128 consecutive GPs. Yep. But all of that, like he he gets he gets the short end of a stick a lot. I think, in a similar way to the fact that more people are talking about Cold Enough on Yamaha than they are talking about Sewer on Yamaha. But Sewer. Sewer, if Sewer finds a way to make that first half of last season, the whole season, there's no reason why he can't win. Sewer is good. I don't think we're, we're I don't think anybody's, uh... I don't know. I think, I think, I think he's horrifically underrated. Horrifically. Well, how? He's finished vice champion. Yeah, but does he get that credit? I You've just put so. him fifth. You've just put him fifth. 
behind Koldenov. You've just put him three positions lower down than Koldenov, who's new to the team, but he finished second on last year. And, you've effectively and, taken, you've effectively ripped that silver medal from Sewer's neck and put it on Koldenov. Why? Uh, the reason why is because I think uh, Jeremy had a very good opportunity. Um, I can't remember. We've talked about it on previous podcasts. I, I don't know if it was the Italian round, but something came undone partway through this year. When, he, when you were talking to him and he was saying, oh, I don't look at the points. And it's like, well, you should because... No, you're, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. That's, you don't know what you're, I don't know what you're trying to pull from that, but that's just the way he never looks at the points in any season ever. And, and uh, what I was trying to say... That wasn't a mental like, game no, of no, like... No, what I was trying to say, at that period, he was very, very close to Geyser with the World Championship. And, and I'm not sure what happened. What, what, something happened there. And that's what worries me about him going over the, the line to becoming World Champion. You can't discredit someone who was at one point 10 points within the red plate. That means that if you look at... I'm not uh, discrediting. You just asked me for an opinion. I gave no, you an opinion. Okay, but also you're... So you I'm, just said, why, why do I see him as fifth and, and not as another vice champion? And I, and I, just, I just don't... I, I, there was a, a moment last year where um, somebody would take that opportunity with both hands and, and, and go with it. And, and it, I don't know... It, I don't, it would def, he definitely didn't fold under the pressure. I just, something, something, uh, his focus wasn't on, on that. I don't know what it was. I don't like what you're saying. I'm sure you don't. Um, but I'm just I giving can, you my I can opinion. Under, I can completely understand putting Hurlin's guys are Prado ahead of him, but to put Coldenoff ahead of him is, un, is, is, is discrediting him, I think, because that is just discrediting, discrediting him, I think. Because so, Koldanov's never had a silver medal before. Sewer's had four of them. And you're now saying that these other people were just better than Sewer. I'm not saying. It's just, it's just about form. And um, I think new team... Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to see a little bit more from Koldanov this year. A bit more consistency. Um, I, I think... I think it's going to be a good year for him. Sewer wins four GPs this year. Okay. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't argue with you. Uh, well, quite odd to win four GPs en route to fifth in a championship. Mm, not really. All right. Just H- how many, um, how many uh, races did uh, Hurlins win to end up 14th in a championship? Oh. <laughs> Aren't you funny? Just saying, smart. Just saying. Smart. Just saying. I'm just, we we I'm can just, all spout facts, can't we? I'm disgusted. <laughs> you got issues. I'm, I'm genuinely just like saddened by your opinion. Okay. Well, I'll sleep fine tonight. I won't. At Braden Boot. Last question on Liat Ask Vice Anything. At Braden Boot. Who is Yamaha's next? upcoming rookie star who has got onto the uh metal team uh dave cookie cookie dave cookie andrea bonacorsi <laughs> and jeremy sado so okay uh, i'm gonna cookie is the only um like uh developed talent there obviously sado and uh bonacorsi are both coming from other manufacturers so it's not like it's not like america where Yamaha kind of have 
that talent from a very young age. It hasn't really worked out that way yet. Even Ben. Ben came from Hitachi and is probably the closest example to that because he was taken from MX2 to MXGP. But like, Gertz was fetched from KTM. Well, not from Red Bull KTM, but still, he wasn't like Yamaha through and through. He wasn't on a YZ125. That's what I'm trying to get at. So like, yeah, we haven't really had... Actually, no, the closest to that so far is Beniston. You'd probably yeah. say Beniston. I mean, he's not an upcoming rookie star. Well, I guess he is because he's rookie in MX2. But yeah. Beniston went from 125 to MX250 and now MX2. So Beniston is the first real true example of the Yamaha pyramid system. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they went a little bit disjointed a couple of years ago and lost a few, uh, a few riders here and there. Um with different changes uh, within the team, it's, well, in the structure of Yamaha. So I think, I think now they're on the, the right course. I think that that structure is going to be there. They, they kind of, they changed what, what teams in the structure. They've got this very, very good pyramid scheme, uh, keeping kids on two strokes right away up uh, for out. So I think if they can maintain that going forward, I think it, they'll, they'll see a conveyor belt of, of uh, good athletes coming through, good riders. And there we have it. Liat's Ask Vice Anything. Liat has taken another step forward with the introduction of another boot to the range. The all-new 4.5, this boot offers many of the features from the super successful Liat 5.5 Flex Lock boot with advanced technology like slide lock closure system and extended foot peg riding zone, but at a mid-range price point. 4.5 boots are available worldwide for £254 or £200. And 99 euros. There we go. Big thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, SuperCrossLive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzel Oils, and TMX21 Competitions. Ah, uh, I guess we've got to come back and do that game, haven't we? Um, sure thing. Or do you want to miss the game for a week? No, because I went through the effort of making questions and it takes quite a lot of time, so I'd be quite pissed off if I'd wasted half an hour on it. Okay, should we call it a day now then? Uh, no. Okay, All right. well, uh, according to Lewis, we will be back in five. See you then. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. 
Instagram. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 66 of the MX Vice Show. Part three, I believe it's part three. Part three is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts. They supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Woo! Still there, Lewis? Uh, yeah, we, um, you didn't consult me in that break. I actually needed the toilet, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, well, we could actually just stop here. You go toilet and then come back and we carry on. No, it's fine. Unless no. you want to just vamp for a little bit about something. Uh, why don't you tell us... Why don't you, James, yep. tell us all about Planet Motor Holidays and what you think the Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week is, and I'll be right back. Okay, no problem. So, uh, interestingly, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about a Planet Moto Holidays uh, getaway, and what was pretty cool was the amount of people, like-minded people, that thought it was a bloody good idea. So, um, we're going to reach out to the guys at Planet Moto Holidays. Uh, we're going to get a date booked for the latter part of the year. And um, I will update everybody who's messaged uh, myself uh, and MX Vice with um, some dates and see what you think. If it's something that uh, you'd like to do, have a few beers, write a few tracks, uh, hang out, bench race, talk, uh, talk some more because Lewis loves to talk. Then, um, yeah, we're up for it. You're up for it. It's going to be a, a, a good week. Planet Motor Holidays. Bombshell of the week is going to be uh, Lewis. Lewis snuck out of quarantine yesterday and went down to the corner shop. So if the government are listening, I have video footage of him going into the corner shop to pick up a pack of fags. What are you talking about, Willis? So, uh, obviously... Why are you just... I, I, I leave you for two... This is just classic. I leave you for two minutes. You, on a motocross show, all you had to do, you literally, I left you with a blank... I didn't tell you to talk about anything specific. I left you with a blanket, like, talk about anything you want. You could have gone supercross, you could have gone British, you could have gone GPs, you could have just gone anywhere with it. But you had, you had no other option other than to talk about me and spout some lie. Terrible. Good thing I'm back. Because I'm... I'll stop that right now. I reckon the Planet Motor bombshell of the week, and I'm presuming that in the time I was gone, you didn't tell everyone about Planet Motor holidays. Uh, well, I explained about uh, that we're going to be going away at the end of November. Oh, I guess that means that you kind of got the general theme across that escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now, especially as lockdown begins to ease. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. Another really um, cool and interesting thing that's going on there. There's a lot going on at Planet Moto, quite clearly. More than just your classic holiday place. Many options, many opportunities that are worth exploiting. Uh, get involved, hit tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible by visiting planetmoto.co. Do that. Tell them MXY sent you. Wow. There we go. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's a good thing I'm back. Um, Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week. What are you thinking? 
Um, you in the corner shop. That's what I went with. Okay, that never happened. Uh, I literally barely mm. spoken to you since. You spoke to me every day. We spoke for an hour yesterday. That was a that was the first time I've spoken to you on the phone. We average a couple of weeks. We average probably an hour a day chatting. That's a complete lie. It's that is not. Li- I, okay, it whatever. is not. My planet might be a bombshell of a week other than you being a barefaced liar. Yep. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. I feel like my Ferrato take was a bombshell. Also, you thinking that Sewer is going to be fifth in the championship and Coldenoff will out-position him by three. It's also a bit of a bombshell. Yeah. Okay. That's certainly a bombshell. Yeah. Do you want 50 quid on that? Me being told that I need to pay £35 for a press pass to the British. Bit of a bombshell. <laughs> that's, that's quite high. Not a bombshell so far. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we've left that could be a bombshell. Potential um, bombshell. What have I got? What have I got? Uh, uh, it's now... Hang on, what week, what week are we in this year? Uh, oh, uh, you went to Belgium, uh, went through the whole of Tinder without finding a bird. Bombshell of the week. Here we go. Uh, the planet might a bombshell of the week. I'd just like to remind everyone that there are 667 Joes in the world for every 100,000 people. <laughs> that's fucking terrible I feel like I've used a lot of bombshells this show I should well, have probably saved one it was multiple bombshells there was Joe and then there was the 35 pound and then there was the Ferrato and then there was you with your stupid opinions uh, and then you obviously skipping out on the government when okay, you're supposed got, to be I've got, in I've lockdown got I've got it That poor location where that bombshell's gone off. They were just hit by one, thought that the ghost the coast had cleared, and then another one it's came It's not off. a bombshell anyway, it's thunder. It's terrible. It is terrible. Uh, my bombshell of a week, so I've been looking, I've been reading, not really reading, I've been preparing some stuff for some content I've got coming out. Oh, um, is, that, is, that, went, is that for another website? or No, and I picked up, I went into the loft and got some of the old autobiographies. Um, I've got from motocross riders out so I fetched the Everts one out I fetched the Coppins one out and flicking through the Coppins one to get information that I needed for this thing I'm working on I realised just how much of a Coppins fan I was growing up Uh, and it kind of shook it shook me a little bit because I was like Jesus Christ I was actually a proper proper fan I think it's called Stalker and actually, I was living in New Zealand at the time when this book came out, which is where I'm kind of getting to. I was living in New Zealand when his autobiography came out. I think it was only sold in New Zealand, so it was actually quite good timing. And in the little high street of the town that I was living in, I remember driving past a bookstore. I wasn't driving. I was only 10. I remember driving past a bookstore, and this bookstore, window to window, was just like Coppins banners, Coppins posters, Coppins books. It was a proper big deal that Josh Coppins had released an autobiography. And just, it got me thinking about that and I was thinking about how much of an impact motocross riders have in other countries outside of the UK, essentially. Yeah, and it just got me thinking. Also, on that similar line of thinking, uh, 2005 or something, six, 2006, I think. Are we still uh, in the bombshell second? Yeah, no, I just had a thought. <laughs> I guess that is a much of a bombshell, is it? That's one of the weakest bombshells. 
Fucking hell, what's this Philip's memoirs? <laughs> when I was <laughs> 10, no, I, just, I was no, trying I just, to get the road my mum and I seen a Coppins poster and it's brilliant. No, it's I, just, I, I, in the UK I've got brilliant posters and butt windows and oh, I just want to be in New Zealand. No, I just randomly thought, I remembered it and I was like, That's, I wish I'd got a photo of that. Just motocross is a big thing elsewhere. So yeah. <laughs> I probably didn't explain it that well. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> have you ever done an interview with Josh Coppins? No, it's coming up though. It's coming up. Uh, That's why I, I bet something's going to be coming up when you do do it. How excited are you going to be? Are you going to be able, even be able to talk to him? I don't know. No. I, I managed it with my other. It's the only young person I like. What, what were you going to say? You managed it with your other. What? Well, like, the, like I've interviewed the other people that I've looked up to um, growing up. He's the only one I haven't. So, so Chad Reed, because you had the bed in. Ben Townley, Carmichael, Carmichael, Reed, Townley, Coppins were my four. I think I can't think there was any. I don't think there was anyone else who I was massively like. That's quite a. Gr- I mean, Carmichael and Reed, I basically covered the American competition. I basically always had a winner every week until <laughs> <laughs> that James Stewart came along. <laughs> Like every week the results came up and I was like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> that, that was like your happy childhood. Yeah. Like... <laughs> right. Let's just move on with this game and get this one done and dusted. Oh, I've had okay. a... I've, I'm, sounds, I'm... Like, sounds like you want to find out whether you are smarter than a birth. What armor? You Armor, you say? Yeah, armor. Armor, you say? Mm-hmm. Armor is an infect... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Armour, you say? Armour is an action and adventure lifestyle driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognized a void in the marketplace and created a complete line of n- nutritional supplements formulated especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realize their maximum potential. Armour's products were developed and tested in real world conditions by an all star team of athlete owners that includes Jeremy McGrath. Chad Reed, as mentioned previously, and Nick Way. Armour Sport is now available in Europe, and we will share a link with this show on social media this week so that you can leave nothing on the table and choose Armour yourself. It works for Cameron McAdoo. Goddamn, did he go through a lot in that week in Atlanta. And I've got to imagine the Armour nutritional supplements did a lot to help him get back on track and later steamrolled by Garrett Marchbanks. Yeah, that's right. Arma saved Cameron. It's true. So, as always, six points available. Four points needed to win. Questions one through four are worth one point. Question five is worth two points. Are you ready, James? Well, funny enough, Lewis, I'm not ready because I need to tell you something that happened last week. Talking of idols, guess who I spoke to? Continue. I spoke to none other than Jeremy McGrath. Yes, we chatted for 50 minutes. Just talking armor. Talking armor, talking nutrition, talking all cool things. And uh, Eddie Coles, founder of Answer, the clothing brand, Matrix, Atlas, he's CEO, uh, CEO of Seven. Working with James Stewart on that brand, uh, multiple other brands, Tag Six Six One, loads of other things. He was involved. Uh, Scott Sepkovic, who was the guy who introduced kind of Monster to Supercross, 
in the early days. He was a uh, he was involved, so it was a, a very very good podcast that uh, you need to listen to. Okay, and that will be coming up as an extension to VMX Vice Show uh, next week or the week after. So look forward to that. Four points available to win is wrong because there are six points available. Four points needed to win. Are you ready, James? Born ready, Lewis. Born ready. Question number one. Todd Waters, finished, Todd Waters finished on the MXGP podium in 2015. What team was he riding for at the time? Uh, great question, Lewis. He was riding for Ice One Husfarna. I, I thought that maybe you wouldn't know who Todd Waters was. But thank you very much, Lewis. And please participate to question number two. Okay, that's one point. One on the board. One Sorry, on the progress, board not James. points, mate. Thank you. Question two. Josh Coppins. Who, who, <laughs> question two. Who had more podiums for HRC? Bobrashev in his entire career or Geyser in 2020 alone? Uh, Geyser in 2020 alone. That's incorrect, James. Bobrashev had 19 podiums uh, through his career. All of them on HRC. Uh, Geyser had 14 okay. in 2020. Thank, thank you, Lewis. You prick. So close, but no cigar on this occasion. But that's, we're one for one. Still an opportunity to win. Moving on to question three. Okay, ready. Josh Coppins. Which Spanish rider has the most Grand Prix victories on a 450F? Which Spanish rider has the most Grand Prix victories on a 450F? This is another one of your fucking trick questions. Nope, it's actually very easy. Well, I would go with Jorge Prado. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's incorrect, James. The answer we were looking for was Jonathan Barrigan. Barrigan has six, I believe. Uh, Prado has three. So close, but no cigar once again. Uh, you're 2-1 down with three points left on the table. You don't need me to tell you that you need to nail all three of these points to win the game this week and prove that you are much smarter than a birth. And you don't need me to tell you that that's not going to happen. Question four. Josh Coppins. One. Bulgarian rider has finished on the MX2 overall podium. Peter Name Petrov. that Bulgarian. Name that Bulgarian. Peter Petrov. I mean, it's oh, Petr Petrov. Petrov. But yeah. I'll give you that. Peter is, uh, uh, is nickname. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised you knew that. I'm really surprised, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Crack on. Question five. Yep. For all the marbles. All. The marbles. Two points available. Have you got a pen and a bit of paper? No. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, write it in your notes then. Okay. Question five. I don't want any answers or input from you until I call on you to give me your answers. Okay. Josh Coppins. Question five for two points. List 10 of Max Anstey's teammates, past or present, within this time frame. Begin working the answer out now. Uh, Adam you know, and... I told you, I told you not to talk until I tell you. So work it out, write it down, work it out. You've got roughly 30 seconds to do it. We've done this every week and yet you still continue to try and talk over the music. Well, can we stop the music so I can talk? Nope. I like you've to talk still got the time to. You've still got the time. Du, 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 du. Our time's running out. I need answers. List 10. Go. 
Brandon Hartraff. Correct. Adam Entenap. Correct. Gautier Paulan. Correct. Uh, Pauls Jonas. Incorrect. Mm. Where have you pulled that from? <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about the crossover of who's far enough. Oh, okay. That's fine. Continue. You've got three so far. You need seven more. Um, Tommy Searle. Correct. CLS 2011. Uh, do, do, do. Mm. How many have I got to get? Six more. You've got four. Fuck you. Correctly, I'm never going to get You've correctly I? guessed Entignap, Hartraft, Paul Ann, and Searle. Uh, I don't know who his teammates were on Garibaldi Honda. I'm not going to tell you, am I? Because then I'll be giving you the answer, James. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, can I include Courtney Duncan on CLS Kawasaki? Not CLS Kawasaki. Dixon Kawasaki. Uh, Courtney Duncan wasn't there in 2015. Darian? Sanai? Also incorrect. Why? He, was, he wasn't over here in 2015. Was 2015 not? was a long time ago. Hmm. Who's on that team with him then? Okay, this is slow, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I fucking... I don't know. Maybe, I mean, do I need to... Rest- the idea was you were meant to get the answer while the song was playing. Do I need to play it again or...? No, I don't anymore. Oh, well, there was... Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17... There was n- over 20 opportunities there. Okay, mm. ready? Yep. Adam Entignap, Brandon yep. Hartraft, Kyle Cunningham, Ryan Brees, Glenn Koldenoff, Evo Monticelli, Gautier Paulan. Thomas Covington, Conrad Muse, Mel Pocock, Rui Goncalves, Magnus Klingsheim, Julian Lieber, Alexander Tonkov, Tommy Searle, Ben Townley, Nico Izzy, Martin Davalos, Brock Tickle, Nick Way, and Jason Lawrence. Speaking of armor. Yeah. Any of yeah. I feel like you should have got Covington. How cool would that though? That Max was on the same team as Lawrence. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it cool. It's more, fucking cool. A, more a pain and inconvenience. Oh, shut up. Shut up. I, 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 literally, uh, Scott from uh, Arma, he was obviously uh, Jason Lawrence's manager. He was telling me some awesome stories uh, of Jason Lawrence um, last week. I'm not actually sure if I'm allowed to, to, to say them, but uh, one of them was... Uh, he was in jail for biting his friend's ear off. I don't think anything's going to shock anyone. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's way better than that. Um, uh, motocross-related ones, though, but yeah, great. Uh, honestly. Thanks for that. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, big fan. No, uh, big fan. I think the biggest, the biggest shock when I was going through, I kind of, I knew all of them off by heart, but for some reason I couldn't figure out in my head who was on Dixon Yamaha with Max in 2014. Like I just couldn't piece it together. Oh, when is what year was that? 2014. Oh, was that a year after Ferris or the same year? After Ferris, he wasn't on the list. I just read out to you. Okay, I was surprised to be reminded that Goncalves rode for Dixon. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a signing and a relationship that just has been forgotten about. Yeah. Like, when I saw a photo of Goncalves on a Dixon <laughs> Yamaha, I was like, Jesus, that's, that's something I completely forgot about. What was that, 14? So it's only yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, just something. I guess, like, Goncalves didn't exactly do a lot, did he, So on that team. So yeah, it's harsh. not something that really stands out. I should interview Goncalves, actually. Yeah, why not? But yeah, so Is he still failed. doing the whole uh, rider thing no. for MXGP? No, no, that ended many years ago. So, great. Okay. Thanks for staying in touch. Mm. 
unfortunately, James, that was armor. You smarter than a birth, and you have been beaten. Uh, no one cares. That's, uh, yeah, another loss. You've won this game once in your life. I felt like the questions were quite easy this week. So yeah, I probably could have made more of an effort. You probably could have got the teammates. Like you, I can't believe you didn't get cold enough. You didn't get Monticelli. You didn't get Covington. Yeah, you didn't get Muse. The whole standing const, con, uh, construct that, uh, that whole period. Jason that, Lawrence. Yeah, and before. Yeah. Like if you could have just nailed uh, cold enough Monticelli, Covington, Muse, Pocock, that would have got you to nine. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, yeah. Just, just not, just not thinking straight today, Lewis. Um. One other thing that I was going to bring up, that I forgot. Okay. Talk. Obviously, we saw Atlanta Supercross track and a speedway, and the positive comments that came with that. And it got me thinking that if you remember, oh, what year would that have been? Twenty nineteen. There was the Australian bloke. Uh, bashing around Mant- uh, Matterley, saying that he was going to host the Australian GP in 2020. Yeah, I remember. And that was going to take place at a horse track. What's, well, I don't know what you call those. Horse oval. Right. It was going to take place at a horse facility. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then I was thinking last night, I guess that would have looked a lot like Atlanta. Yeah. Really? I mean, again, similar to Charlotte as well, but Charlotte was more... I don't know. I feel like the horse facility would have been a lot more like Atlanta, like open. I feel like Charlotte was quite closed, whereas the horse facility would be a lot more like Atlanta. So it just got me thinking that what would an MXGP track look like in that surroundings and then thinking about how much I want to go to Australia and then thinking about how sad I am that I'm not going to Australia. Hmm. Well, Just a thought, just something to chew on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a real yeah. It's great to leave everybody just cheery at the end of uh, this podcast. I just, I think it's something to chew on. Like, oh yeah, I wonder what MXGP would have looked like in that Atlanta Motor Speedway setting. Hmm. Uh, I mean, Charlotte, I've gone on record many times. Charlotte is my favorite GP ever. So I guess the horse facility would have given similar vibes. Hmm. I uh, what about uh, every round? Within uh, a speedway facility. What for? Supercross or actually? Yeah, Supercross. No, hard pass. Yep, you're not, you're not having that now. No, hard pass. You still want the like, Anaheims and everything else. Yep, I okay. like seeing, I like the stadiums, I like the closeness, I like the darkness, I like the fireworks, I like the flames, I like the general, general surroundings of a normal stadium. I like the tight track, I like the big berms, I like the I just don't... I, I, Atlanta was fine and I can take it for five rounds a year, but also, I much preferred the Arlington free track. Cool. But that's cool. to each their own. I'm not going to hate anyone who thinks differently. Was it nice talking to, to Calvin the other week about all things Supercross, where uh, you did mention that uh, several times on the podcast that uh, every time you spoke to me, you got nothing <laughs> back. And um, Honestly, what a but honestly, I did say that, didn't I? I think I said that I could. I not just once. <laughs> it was like three times. I think I. I think I said I've spoken. I've said this to James before, and he just stared at me wide-eyed, like no one was home. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dick. Well, that's quite funny. Yeah, I, I was just. I'm yeah. just, just trying. Yeah, yeah, building the brand, trying to impress Calvin, trying to trying no, to make Irish. you feel comfortable. 
No, because I was kind of, I was kind of, I, I said it basically. In a, I just, why didn't you call it "Throw James Under the Bus" podcast with Calvin Vanderen? I just and and you said such nice things about me on the British podcast last week. Did I? Yeah, you said that you said you would never tell me this, and and then you went. He never listens to these podcasts, oh, and then by bollocks. chance I listened to that one. Yeah, you went. I never, I would never tell him this, and um, he would never listen to these podcasts. But I think that Lewis would make a really good commentator. Yeah, I do actually. I'll stand by that. Huh. The gates are dropping here at the motorcross at the horse facility, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Lewis is in in the commentary tower. 15, 15 second board is up. Horse facility is ready. Gates drop. Lewis is ready. Exciting times as the gates drop here at the horse facility. Is that good commentary? That is fantastic. It was fantastic. Right. That final part of the MX Vice show 66. It's got a good rank. got a good, good, good number, that 66. Name a motocross rider with 66. Go. Uh, don't know. Go. Re- randomly, my first thought is Chris Aldridge on a pro circuit bike. Don't right. know why that's the very first one that comes to mind. That's yeah. a weird that's a weird one to come to mind. Yeah, you moto nerd. What else? Uh, that's the only thing that comes to mind. 66 is uh, Lewis Toombs in Britain. Um, those two are the only things that come to mind. Huh. Random. I don't know why Chris Aldridge is sticking out. That's yeah. a strange one. Mm. Did you have a poster on your wall? No, nope, absolutely not. That was only like five years ago. Okay, well, I don't know what you're into. Uh, the final part of the MX5 show is brought to you by Prox Performance Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Pro-X or Prox racing parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzel Oils, and TMX21 Competitions. Don't forget your ticket. Lewis? James? Is there shit happening this week? Please, God, let there be. There is something on this weekend, but I can't remember what it is. I think it might be Italian Championship. Brilliant. Anything else? Uh, Supercross, obviously. Jackpot. Let's talk about that then. No, I think I think there is. Um, I'm just checking. Yeah, this weekend, Mantova, the Italian Prestige Championship, probably be live streamed, seeing as Majora was. How many championships does Italy actually have? Yeah, it's quite confusing because they've got the they've got. The one at the start of the year, which is called the International Italian Championship, which mm-hmm. is just bizarre. When you yep. think, when you actually when you actually unpack that, it's quite bizarre. Like International Italian, like yeah, like if it? who is the Italian champion? Because do they have a fight? Do they like no, it, uh, it do goes, both, and then they just like you know fight each other? No, it goes to this one. The, so there's the International Italian Champion, which is effectively effectively a preseason championship. Okay, and then this championship, which is the Italian Prestige Championship, is basically like the British Championship, the Dutch Championship. If it was a normal season, it would be running um, in between GPs with very few GP riders. Yeah, because like, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Now. yeah, like there'd be Lupino, and there would be SM Action, but there wouldn't be many. Like guys Z- are turning up around one. Would, uh, guys are turning up at round one was like obviously would never have happened it was just a thing because there's no GPs on yeah okay okay so we got something we got something to hold on to okay 
Happy? Uh, me? Yes. Uh, not not especially. Good. That that means uh, that's a, as good as it's going to get. Huge thank you to everybody who downloads and listens to us. Uh, we're still here, 66 and counting. Let's, let's go, Lewis. Let's just say bye. Bye. See you next bye. week. Bye. Yeah. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, LIAC continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free LIAC bulletproof velocity goggles, LIAC has you covered. Shop LIAC's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke world championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.